Doho once more turns to Jun Fukuda for another island adventure with their big G, this time introducing a family-friendly character that'll help lighten the image of their main monster. Join us now as we dive into this week's episode. This is Kaiju vs. History, Son of Godzilla. Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your skydiving photographer, Miles, and joining me in surviving a blizzard with only a hug is my singing co-host, Patrick. Patrick, take it away! Oh, the weather outside is frightful. The Godzilla action is so delightful. And we've got radioactive snow. So let us glow, let us glow, let us glow. This episode comes out in October. <laughs> we might have <laughs> snow up here in, in Massachusetts. We deliberated way too long about doing that and then thought about maybe doing a harmony. But with uh, streaming and stuff, uh, it can make it a little bit different. So, let us, yes. Let us glow. Yeah, so we are doing Son of Godzilla this week, distributed theatrically in Japan by Toho in de- on December 16th, 1967. So this one is interesting. Uh mm-hmm. Because we've kind of mentioned this the last couple of Godzilla films where we see going forward more and more to what Gamera was doing is is making it um, something more marketable towards a younger demographic, which this oh, yeah. film 100% does. And I don't think this came to the States, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, until 1969 on TV? Yeah, I'm not sure if it got like a full u.s release but ait brought it over as well as their others translation by the walter reed organization who the prior year had got a lot of success in releasing night of the living dead which apparently before they got their hands on it was called night of the flesh eaters yeah i don't it doesn't have the same ring i mean as as a (laughs) horror movie guy it's like night of the living dead is a perfect marquee title for that movie because neither the flesh eaters it makes it just a little more gross sounding to the mainstream audience and i could see that easily kind of dissuading some people whereas this one's a little bit more nebulous it's a little bit more yeah. uh halloween marquee and yeah, i mean also it's a great freaking movie <laughs> um, great movie great title and is this kaiju film a great movie i i think it's a great title for sure Although, it's, a, it's a great title. It, I mean, it's, it's a not, very kind of a um, mm-hmm. universal monsters kind of sounding. It's not too far off from what the original Japanese title was. You want to talk about some titles, Miles? Yeah, well, I was going to get there. <laughs> hold your hold your horses. So, okay, someone's in a hurry to tell us what's in the title. Kaijushima no Kessen, Gojira no Musuko. The, the Battle of Monster Island subtitled Son of Godzilla. So Son of Godzilla is in the Japanese title. Rightfully, it was, it was shortened when it came over here in the international release. And you might be interested to find out, Miles, that there, the, the West Germany release did have Frankenstein in the name Frankenstein's Monster Hunt. 
Frankenstein's monsters hunt Godzilla's son is the the translation. So, so in in this version, <laughs> the everyone else is associated yeah. with Frankenstein, but not Godzilla and son. Okay, yeah, the giant, okay. The and other fin- giant and monsters Finland, are Frankenstein's monsters. Finland looks like they got him the fun too because they <laughs> they titled it Frankenstein's Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of Frankenstein in France. It was the Planet of the Monsters, which is a pretty good one. I think it's pretty dope. So for some reason. Italy, when they reissued the film, and I think had a, a straight-to-TV or, or VHS release, titled it The Return of Gorgo. For some reason, going all the way back to 1961's British film Gorgo. Get, get out of here, Italy. Get, get out of here with that nonsense. You're drunk. <laughs> now, so, Patrick, for those who may not be uh, aware, if you're just kind of following this just to kind of get your crash course in monsters, mm-hmm. um, Growing up and watching some of these latter era Showa films, which are the ones that I think I saw the most, is, is kind of everything Son of Godzilla, oh, everything Invasion of Astro Monsters forward, mm-hmm. I saw a lot on TV. And Monster Island came up quite frequently. And they don't mention it explicitly, obviously, in this film, but based off the title of the Japanese film, is this the island that we're supposed to believe that they have? They they kind of live kind of from here on out in the Showa era. I've got a bunch of notes about this somewhere in, in our notes. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're you're reading this from, but yes and no, no, no. no I was just actually just talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no is the answer because the the version that I watched is the American cut of the film. And the, the American translation in which they call it a few different things. Um, yeah. A, a few so, different island names. But I'm, at one I'm point. I'm going to have to tell you a little story about me watching this movie because. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the current one on HBO Max is the the English dub cut from the Criterion release. Yes. And there's not a, a Japanese language version on on HBO Max. Correct. Not that I could so, find I have the the Fancy Pants Criterion book box set. Mm-hmm. And while it's gorgeous in packaging, the storage of the DVDs leaves a lot to be desired because they do that kind of paper slit, slit mm-hmm. where you kind of slide the discs in. The problem is sometimes if you've been sp- displaying something, those discs sink in and the specific disc that sunk in was the Son of Godzilla disc. And so it had some of that weird glue on it. Oh, no. And so I, I didn't have like a actual disc cleaning kit. So I just tried to, you know, clean it at home as best I could. Mm-hmm. And it was running fine till about 20 minutes. And then it started, you know, having some problems. And, and then all of a sudden they, they, the Japanese track continued mm-hmm. and the picture was flawless, but the subtitles went bye bye. <laughs> and okay. I, I couldn't get to come back. <laughs> and all I could do was switch it to the English language version of the international dub for this film. And I, it was the weirdest thing. So I watched half of this movie in Japanese and half of it in this very odd English dub because there's this, this narrator who constantly describes things as if we were watching a nature documentary. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very weird because that is not the Japanese version that, uh, that I was watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, there's a few changes for character name, monster names. The American version has the uh, Kamakuras, the giant Gymantis as <laughs> Gymantis, which is a great name. Uh, it's it's such an American name. The I don't I don't like the Kumungas 
English name, which is Spiga, which is like kind of like spider. Yeah. And I very Spiga. much I dislike know. that because the guys. Okay. When when homeboy is talking about reading this 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 archaeologist diary, and he keeps talking about this, this spy guy, I have no idea what it is. But then he talks about how it had webs and all this stuff, <laughs> and I mean, I'm like, well, put two and two together, bro. Yeah, no, you've seen a, a well, they, they were already giant mantises on the island. They just got even more giant. But well, no, 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 no. but he the, the, he's talking about spy guy. He's talking yeah, about, I was about to say, they can figure out it's just another bug. Yeah, <laughs> another bug exactly. Got big. Bug got big. That's the plot of this movie. Uh, you're talking about the island. They mentioned specifically, though, at first, it's called Solgel Island or Sogel Island in the Pacific, where they're doing these tests in the movie. At one point, one of the characters, I believe, our photographer friend Goro Maki, which is hilarious because the character for this week and next week movie has a photographer named Goro. <laughs> but the I think he suggests that they call it Monster Island. And I don't think the Monster Island that we're gonna get in other Godzilla movies is specifically Soul but it's you know a very similar concept. It's an island overrun with giant monsters. <laughs> so that this is probably where the idea came from that they're gonna keep coming back to is having a giant kaiju island and they, I mean, they probably almost could have done that with our previous June Fukuda film, Ebra, Horror of the Deep, because you got Godzilla on that island, you've got Ebra swimming around, yeah. you've got a giant condor, Mothra's on an island nearby, you know? But this is the movie that it kind of comes out first. And very similar plots to to some other Godzilla movies. We got yeah, science. It's, it's, a, it's a pulp adventure science fiction movie yes science gonna mock we've got scientists roaming around the the equatorial island forests with with guns this movie focuses on weather control which is pretty interesting instead of nuclear bombs they do use i think radioactive material or, or some kind of like heavy element to seed the air which is where we get our giant monster growth from in this film i think it's a really interesting way to approach like what could potentially be frightening material. I think talking about, you know, a nuclear mm-hmm. destruction, especially, you know, with kids who, you know, are close enough to, you know, even though it's 20 years at this point, understand the horrors of, of what those are. I think it's interesting to like show, like we can show the science gone amok in a similar fashion with the exact same results without it seeing as terrifying. And I, I think it's an interesting aspect when you think about how much of a, a family film this movie attempts to be. I mean, even from the music, from the very beginning, this movie makes it clear who the intended audience is. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they've removed a lot of the classic scores from from earlier Godzilla films, of course, from uh, Yves Kube. But we, we've got a, a you know more lively soundtrack. I think I might prefer what they did with Ebra a little bit more. Of course, this is they they, they took the same the same guy for for that soundtrack as this one, yes. Um uh, uh, Sato. Sato, yes, is the yeah. the last thing. Yeah, this one did just didn't seem like there was as much originality, I think. I Maybe don't think I there's don't. an attempt to be original in this one. I mean it's called Son of Godzilla. I think that it's <laughs> it's an, I really I really like and possibly why 
my expectations were appropriately set is from the very beginning, I'm being, I'm being told I'm going to get a Saturday morning cartoon. And yeah. especially like a, kind of a, a cartoon of the time. So, I mean, it's not going to be zany, but like how Hannah Barbera did like, you know, Scooby Doo, where it was funny, but it was, it's still kind of subdued. And so this still has elements of a Godzilla film, but within the lens of something that's being specifically marketed towards children. And what I found interesting about this is the everything else is kind of a, a, a young demographic adventure thing. But when you get to the actual monster fights, some of it's kind of brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's there's some some great wrestling moves that there, Godzilla. A hundred percent some solid wrestling moments. And I I was kind of happy to see it because I had actually I mean, I, I saw this film. It was funny. When I was watching this, Krista walked by and she's like, didn't we watch this together like the first month we started dating? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we did. So it's been about <laughs> seven years since I've seen this movie. It's been a while. And, <laughs> and I mean, because it's never been my favorite in the oeuvre of Godzilla films, but there's a lot of fun to be had here. And I think it's one that gets overlooked a lot. On, on one hand, deservedly so. But on the other hand, I think that this movie does offer a lot as just a pure puff entertainment piece. Yeah, that I don't think it's talked about enough. I think part of the reason this one gets passed over a little bit is it doesn't have very characterful enemies. Part of the the championship series is each of those, at, at the very least, introduces like a new great villain, either in Gigan or Mechagodzilla. That's true. This but, one has a lot of enemies, but not not like a single focus that seems like a threat. I I would contend that. This movie does not promise that. This movie's no, yeah. called Son of Godzilla. It's and not we a do, versus. That's a good we point. Get, we get to see Godzilla fight other monsters. And monsters we haven't really seen before. I mean, Kamakuras are very similar to, you know, Rodan's bug enemies. But yeah, yeah, they, they never got it that big. <laughs> right, exactly. Rodan, they're, just, but, they're similar in style. But I mean, so you get to see some stuff. But like this movie's not promising to be a main event. This is. This is certainly geared towards kids, and I think that really the only problem is, while it's a character I dearly love, and it goes by many names, where the Minya, Manila, mm-hmm. Godzilla Jr., Baby Godzilla, in this movie, I mean, he's a baby, but Baby Yoda, he's not, and right. he kind of sucks. He's, um, he's the absolute worst, Miles. Oh, let's get into <laughs> Manila. He, he kind of sucks. <laughs> I hate Manila. So it's, it's very confusing. I hate the show of Manila, or Baby Godzilla, whatever you want to call him. I love Heisei Baby Godzilla or Godzilla mm-hmm. Jr. as he, you know, ages throughout that series. I love how overly cloyingly cute it looks in, in that series. Like this one, though, there is a, a a cultural aspect to the design we'll get to when we talk about the the suits. But I'm not a fan of the characterization, the physicality, the suit itself. The sound. Well, and and, and that that is the Manila. problem because like if he's just gonna be a cartoon character, that's fine. But I don't understand why his suit had to be that ugly. And look, <laughs> I know some people are gonna get upset about this because he's an oddly very loved figure. And honestly, I do too. Like you give me like a face up thing oh, about yeah. certain aspects of this character, especially in future versions where they kind of make his suit a little bit better. I agree with you. Hey, say like Godzilla Jr. is where it's that was bright green, got the little bug eyes. Like he's great. <laughs> I um, love him there. I, they, I they, love 
there's some funs and there's been some fun means over the years with Manila Minya. I think I first saw him and his name was Minya, and that, that's like in one weird dub off somewhere that, yeah. that me that's and my, one of my best friends growing up always did. So we always like our secret code was always like Minya prevails. That um, that is the yes, an American dub of the name, which I think we need to talk about because it's an interesting that it is like a, a Portman two two of. Mini and Godzilla. So Manila or Minara, I think, is the, well, yeah. So Mini and Gojira in Japan, the name in Japan is Minara. So like Mini Godzilla. And then here we say Illa because of Godzilla and Mini. (laughs) So Manila here. And then Minya is a derivation from that English dub that you watched. And it's kind of like a short name, I guess, or a nickname. For it, yeah, but I've I've honestly have always been partial to Minya just because that's what I had seen and that's what I liked calling him. I think it's a cooler name. And um, I, I was interested to find out. I thought we were talking about this uh, earlier in the week. The name was selected from a contest Toho held where it got over eight, contests <laughs> eight thousand applicants, and the name Manila or uh, Minara because it was all Japanese <laughs> people writing in. Was submitted 135 times, so <laughs> like a couple percent of those applications That's hilarious. had the same name. They had a random drawing, and the name was selected. There was a naming ceremony on the set of the film, and yeah, we talked about another um, Shochuichi, I believe, did the same thing for Galala in the X from Outer Space, and had a press conference where they named the character. And look at this photo I put in our notes here. It's got little manila dressed <laughs> up in so much in his it's so his, great in in like Edo period um <laughs> robes and he's getting a a scroll from i think one of the actresses in in the film it's it's very very funny and i just i and honestly you didn't have to do a whole lot because there is a couple if you have just the, the shoulders up it's it's not the worst thing in the world it's just everything else <laughs> below the neck is just awful i get he's supposed to be like a newborn because they do oh, change yeah. his suit like s- pretty quickly but it's just the, the, the first time we see him he's a little animatronic <laughs> getting rolling on his belly rolling oh, around gosh. on his belly yeah uh yes yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about the history of the production of this film where where, where did the idea for baby godzilla or godzilla jr as it was called come from obviously we already had Son of Godzilla, <laughs> which you mean Son of Kong, uh, yes, yeah, Son of Kong in 1933. So both in title and kind of story wise, we got a, a goofy child of their giant monster. But this is another script from uh, Shinichi Sekazawa. Uh, we we had him also write Ebra and Invasion of Astro Monster, a little lighter stories from Godzilla from from him. But there, th- this has also got a co writing authorship by one of our first female Godzilla authors, uh, Kazuo Akiba. She had written a treatment, I think two or three years prior, called Two Godzillas, Japan SOS. And it had a Godzilla child figure called Godzilla Jr. in it. So they brought her on when they were redoing this script to add that element into into this movie. So I'm, I'm interested what that one could have been, but we instead we've got a Godzilla Jr., just just the egg is like on <laughs> uh, Sojo Island 
underneath a mountain <laughs> where it came from we don't know i i don't i think the characters in the movie seem to intimate that it is godzilla's child but Correct. like is this is this what his actual child <laughs> like legally or is it he just found this kid so now it's his I I have no idea. Where, um, where's the mom? I, <laughs> where's the mom? I do I do love that this continues, and what will kind of continue in a lot of years for a little bit is Godzilla is just kind of this like put upon curmudgeon, like mm-hmm. like consistently, like he's certainly the grumpy the grumpy dad here, but like he pops up several times, even up through Gigan, where he doesn't want to help because he's like. These humans are nothing but garbage to us. Why, why are you helping? Come, let, leave me alone. Like I hate I, them all. I I love that that this is what he got to become, and it's so amazing. I I just I think it's funny, and especially when you're going for a a younger crowd, making Godzilla be a little more melodramatic is. Perfect. And and even when you have like, you know, all he wants to do is sleep in this entire movie. All he wants to do is take a nap and everything keeps him from doing that, Mm -hmm. which I found pretty delightful. Even the the silly scene where I guess he wags his tail when he sleeps and the child is like, oh, I'm going to play some jump jump rope. Yeah, Yeah, everything Manila does annoys me. But. <laughs> and the thing is, if you had made that design just the right amount of cute, it would have been delightful. Well, let's talk about the suits because we we've talked about Manila so much and why maybe I dislike them. First of all, let's talk about Godzilla and the um, Mosuko Goji suit. This is a redesigned suit that looks different from most every other Godzilla. The all the other ones were kind of tailored to Haru Nakajima. This one was not. They wanted there to be a greater height difference between Godzilla and Sun to make the child Godzilla look smaller. So instead, they went with another couple of suit actors, including uh, Hiroshi Sakita, who was one of the gargantuas with Haru Nakajima, who was Ebera, and is a taller, kind of thinner frame than the Nakajima. Nakajima would have, I think he did some water suits scenes for this movie but it's mostly Saketa and uh, Seiji Onaka as as another Gojira suit actor who's he was in a lot of Toho movies didn't play any major parts so super numerary but yeah we get a different face rework on this Gojira I guess to make it kind of look more similar to the sun but it's not not nearly as ugly a wider mouth maybe and, and more kind of front facing eyes I don't love this suit, but maybe. it's not my favorite. I, I'll have uh, to be honest because I typically love the later Showa era look of Godzilla, but yeah, it, I mean, it it feels a little cheaper. It feels, I mean, and this is a cheaper production in in some ways. In some ways, it's not, but like when it comes to some of the suits specifically for Godzilla and the title character, I feel like this is an area where they kind of missed the mark and. I understand if you're cutting costs, you know, Godzilla being as iconic as he is even at this time, you can kind of cheat a little bit because people know Godzilla and the focus is supposed to be on on the sun. So I can give it a little leeway, but I'm with you. It's not my favorite suit. Well, and then also, of course, we have the first (laughs) Manila suit. 
which was uh, Manila portrayed by Maso uh, Fukazawa, a also uh, an actor professionally known as Little Man Mashan. <laughs> he was a an entertainer, suit actor, professional little person wrestler, theater performer, and would reprise his role in a couple of other Godzilla films, Destroy All Monsters, All Monsters Attack, and apparently also in the North Korean Polgasari as juvenile Polgasari. So it's all over kaiju films. This suit was modeled by Tezu Toshimitsu, Yusei Yagi, and that the, the former doing the head, the latter, the body, the head was patterned after a manga character named Osamatsu Kon. And kind of looks like if you put Shin Chan and Charlie Brown together. The, the Charlie Brown especially is an extremely ugly character and <laughs> is very animated. I, I've gone through and, and looked at a little bit of the, the manga. I'm always interested when there are cultural references to characters like that that we don't really get because we were not part of you know 1950s, 1960s Japanese culture. It doesn't make me enjoy Manila anymore. In fact, <laughs> it makes me angry that they could have probably made it a cooler looking <laughs> kid and Godzilla. I'm, I mean, honestly, the failure, to. the failure of this movie, or not the failure of this movie, but the failure of at least the Son of Godzilla aspect is in that suit design. Because, I mean, again, mm. like he doesn't do anything that like Baby Yoda wouldn't do or, or Grogu wouldn't do. <laughs> but, yeah. but because Grogu has an excellent design. We're just sitting there, oh, look at this little guy. I'm telling oh, you. I can't oh. wait to see what he does next. If you had gotten the suit design and made it look more like Godzilla and a cute chi- Chiba version, a Chibi version or of Godzilla. like we got do in, not, in the Heisei. The yeah, if that was the suit that they work here, I think, I mean, this would have been oh. close to a perfect movie yeah. experience. I completely all, agree. All the points I'm deducting from this film are because of Manila no 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 I, I i get it i mean if yeah like i said if, if, if you took the the 1980s or 89 mm-hmm. pops up in or maybe 91 uh if you take yeah. that design then the main uh godzilla junior design and apply it here i i it forgives so much so because good. it's it's all in i don't know why they didn't go cuter with this design it sounds like the dumbest thing to comment on but like it 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 makes all the difference in the world. It turns this. I, I agree. It turns into an almost perfect movie into like a movie that you're like, mm. yeah. I mean, it's why people don't talk about this movie. We, if we, this design had worked, this movie would be played more frequently and talked about much more kindly. Yeah, yeah. And we we've seen young versions of a lot of kaiju before, including some that have become pretty popular, like the the Mothra larvae. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like those designs, even though I find those kind of ugly too. Uh, yeah, but I, I they guess, tend to be kind of cute. Technically, oh yes, technically we saw a young Gorgo monster, but that wasn't really played for for cuteness either. It, uh, it's, it's I, really I'll tell you who did it. I'll tell you who did it right is Gamma the Brave. Oh, yeah, that yeah. cute little turtle. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, that one's post the uh, the Heisei Godzilla. I, I understand. They, they that. understood uh, what they they needed to do to sell toys they, no, and sell tickets to kids. They understood the assignment, and, and we'll talk about that pitch perfect kaiju film in a couple years. <laughs> but let's let's turn a little bit of the attention to our our humans for a minute because this this story, which is pretty simple, we've talked about a little bit about a few key scientists and a reporter 
uh, played by Akira Kubo, who has appeared in Kaiju before. He will appear again. And we, we I, last saw him in Invasion of the Astro Monster, where he, he was the, yes. the rape whistle inventor and or toy designer. <laughs> yes. The, yes. I didn't want to quite go there. But yeah, the uh, Pope, the Pope story works for me. I think the actual like the everything else in this movie really works for me. I like the the jungle adventure. I like all the stuff with Goro and Reiko. I think the actress who plays Reiko is tremendous. And I can't remember what they call her in the Japanese version. They call her Reiko in the English dub. Seiko. It's, it's Seiko. Yeah. Uh yeah, she she's a lot of fun. I, I, I don't know. Did they ever explain what she's just doing on the island there by herself? Yes, but. they do. Uh, her father was an archaeologist towards the oh. end of the war. And I thought, I thought he just like adopted her. No, no, no. Right, right, her right. mother died in childbirth. And, and so she stuck on the island. Yeah, they were stuck on this island. Exploring the monsters. Yeah, yeah. I, I like most all the characters. We have a little bit of conflict in a character, um, Furukawa. Who's like going going mad on the island and wants to? <laughs> he quits at one point, wants to get away. Is it Furukawa or Moria that does that? I think it's Furukawa, but Kenji Sahara plays Morio, and I believe he's kind of like the right hand man to our our main Doctor Kasumi. Who it's interesting. This movie more than most others we've seen is a lot of scientists, or at least people working in the science field on this project. Then we have Seiko and we have our photographer. And that's about it. That's like almost all the characters in the film. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I thought they did the, the dude going crazy. They repeated that note a little too much and in the exact same way. So that one ended up kind of getting on my nerves, but otherwise I really enjoyed a lot of this. I think in terms of its plot and execution, I think the movie does a really solid job. I, I like the idea that, like, oh, we're here. We don't want anyone to know what we're doing, not because we're being nefarious, but because mm-hmm. if someone else found out the kind of stuff we're playing with in the wrong hands, this could be massively terrible. And oh, yeah. we you want can, you to can solve freeze all hunger. your enemies, right, and things like that. Yeah, that's always on the Japanese kind of mind. Is like we don't want to make the next oxygen destroyer or what have you right like, like, and I, I like that they're there was we're trying to basically terraform areas that are inhospitable so that we can make more food because when when the mm-hmm. population booms that we will have enough enough areas that can be plentiful that it won't be a concern i i love i love all of this it's one of the first kind of like plots outside of the kaiju that i was interested in. i was interested to see how their their scientific experiments would go the fact that the manila and it's like psychic interference or whatever interrupted the experiment and caused it to go haywire and that's the right progenitor for why these other monsters came about i thought that was all interesting so there, there's a good bit of interplay I, between the monsters and the human ooh. story yeah and it's super fun because you don't have a bad guy like, you don't have that no. one human who wants to... Ma- I mean, you have the one who's being an idiot, but he's <laughs> yes. basically just got cabin fever, so it's understandable. Like, even as obnoxious as his story gets, like... No, no mat- mustache-twirling, eye-patch-wearing villains in this film. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, kind very kid of... Very kid-friendly. Yeah, it's just... It's super fun in that way, and 
I mean, so much about this movie works. And it's it's a bummer that, like, the biggest aspect about this movie falls so flat because everyone else is, I mean, showing up to work. I, I mean, even the special effects team is doing a tremendous job. The screen effects of the monsters in conjunction with the humans is some of the best we've seen so far. Yeah, Toho hasn't done great blue screens thus far. This one worked pretty well. I think the scaling, even though we don't have buildings to scale them at, works well in this movie because they have very good tree and and like kind of hill miniatures. Yeah. Do you do you have a favorite scene in in the film before we we move on? Okay. So, there is there's a handful of scenes I really like. Um, I, mean, so, I mean, again, this, this movie has a lot of fun stuff to it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why it's so rewatchable in some ways, despite how annoyed I get with the title character. I love the initial fight between Godzilla and the Kamakuras. Like, like we mm-hmm. brought up that wrestling move, but he does a nice, cool suplex. And yep. then, there's, like, he, he sends them flying. He, he, like, cracks one of their backs, I think, on his knee. Yeah, right? no, no. He, he, he and then he horses one of them and like tosses the 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 claw uh, claw aside and like <laughs> that thing's like falling down in the path of oh Goro yeah is on fire Sancho. oh yeah and he, it's he blasts one with fire as it's flying through the air and it and it's the first time since the the originals that we've seen this kind of collateral damage I feel like and it's mm. it's really good it's really well done too I really liked that that that's one thing I did enjoy is usually if it's only just like one monster he's going up against. They're usually more at a stalemate, and we get, we get mm-hmm. a little bit of that with the 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 fight against the not not the Kamakuras, but the Kumanga later Kumanga, on. Yeah. Kumanga is like more of a larger singular threat, Spider. whereas yeah. these Kamakuras are <laughs> he's just taking them out left and right. Uh, that that's my favorite fight and fi- favorite scene from this movie because it is you think it's all cutesy and PG, and then he comes in, he's ripping <laughs> claws off and. <laughs> Well, uh, I also like it because it gives you a chance because a lot of times, and this is this is a tactic done in a lot of wrestling matches too, where like the the obviously the t- other title character has to get some hits in and mm-hmm. and look big because you can't just have Godzilla looking like the, he's going to win the match. Whereas this one, there's no other title character other than the son of Godzilla. So <laughs> like every single time he enters, it's daddy's home and <laughs> well, you just get to see him wreck some bugs until the you know the you know the last battle because they gotta they gotta spice that up a little bit it's also my favorite scene because godzilla throws a rock at the kamikuras and they like kick around kind of like a soccer ball oh no, no that's manila uh, oh well yeah yeah but they 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 get control of the the rock and then throw it back and it it, it hits him in his stupid little face and it goes down. <laughs> they're trying to think they're trying to hit Godzilla, but they hit his kid instead. And he's like, "What did you do?" <laughs> um, and it also echoes the little like rock fight that he had against Ibra. So I mean, people, like, yeah, yeah, that that it. well, and that that happened in um, God. King Kong versus Godzilla too. We get a lot of those yeah. bouncing get, get, rock get a lot fights. Of, get a lot of toss, little catch games. <laughs> Lots of a legacy for our son of Godzilla. He comes back many times throughout the Godzilla mm-hmm. series. I think this does set a precedent for some more cutesy characters in kaiju movies in general. And this really does take us, I think, to the, the apex of the Godzilla as kid-friendly fare, which we're also going to see with our next Gamera film, Gamera versus 
Viros, I, I think. This is kind of both the, the apex last year and this year of the most kaiju movies to come out in the, the Showa era and in the 60s, but also the most kids-friendly, which makes sense. But Yeah. Let, let's talk about our rating miles. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, all the points I'm taking away for personal enjoyment, they are due to Manila. He is he is like Scrappy Doo. I hate I hate his stupid face. I hate his donkey cries that they give him in this movie. So I don't yeah, think the donkey cries work. Oh, so okay, yeah, we gotta talk about some monster noises because donkey cries donkey and whatever cries. noise they ever make for bugs are the most obnoxious things. And the Americans did this too. It's the most obnoxious oh, yeah. thing in the world. I hate it so much. It's okay for the the, the bad guys to do that because they get killed, they no, get it's, torn it's, apart. But it's still obnoxious. <laughs> I, there there are Manila times I'm watching some of these film. movies where like. I turn down the volume because it's like nails on a chalkboard. I I hate his stupid cartoon atomic smoke rings that he does. I don't I, mind that. That didn't bother me. I hate them. If he um, was if, like again, if he was cuter, it would it would work. Once again, I think if they had changed his design, like you said, to the Heisei design, and he was a cute character, mm-hmm. some of his characterization his pseudomation the acting that they did for him would still be annoying but it would make this I, t- movie I tell you what if he was adorable this movie would be not out of 10 for me I, did, no I was lie. just about to say is definitely not perfect but it's very close but otherwise I, I don't think I can go back and watch this movie just because there's so much Son of Godzilla in Son of Godzilla <laughs> I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 so <laughs> you know what's so funny is I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 as well for almost the exact same reason this movie does so much Right, but this also goes to show, especially when it comes to personal enjoyment, if something is glaringly off, it can throw an entire movie. Like I had just said, if 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 Manila's design was just slightly better, this movie bumps up to a nine out of ten for me because the the plot, the kaiju action, and there's some we didn't even talk about it. Well, I guess we'll talk about it in a second with the the technical aspect. There's so much about this movie that really really works, and that is executed well. And it sucks that that one part for my personal enjoyment gets wrecked. Cause I mean, everything about this movie does work. I think it's a very cool plot, even though it, I mean, it's your typical pulp adventure, but I'm a sucker for those. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is some really decent special effects or some good fights. A lot about this movie works. And Unfortunately, when the movie's title character doesn't work, you gotta do- you gotta dock it. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's seven out of ten for me. And probably my least favorite Godzilla watch because of that. I think so far, I maybe on the it's on the same scale as our the, you know 1950s uh, Godzilla reads again. But I'm not gonna lie, I'd rather watch this than King Kong versus Godzilla. I think I'd still rather watch King Kong vs. Godzilla, but they're very close because this one, like I said, is is pretty good. Otherwise, uh, what what about the technical aspect? Because I'm I'm docking some points for kind of similar reasons. But I mean, you, you have to. I mean, the the design is a a large part of the technical aspect that makes this movie not work for me. That said, there is a lot of cool stuff that's done here in terms of the technical aspect. I think all the other kaiju costumes are really decent. I think the special mm-hmm. effects are pretty solid. Blue screen is excellent. And while you didn't get to see a ton of action, the set they made when the the scientist base is trashed is really, really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I really like the mountains, the the trees. What about, uh, it, what about it's got tr- an ex 
It's got an excellent script. I mean, that, that really, really works. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm between a seven and an eight. I, I'm, I'm probably going to stick with my initial seven because again, that is that design for your title character is vitally important. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the biggest things that doesn't work. I also do want to dock it a little bit for kind of talking down to the audience a little bit. There's a little bit too much of a childishness there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this movie tells you what it is up front. And I appreciate that. But this movie's score tells me what I'm getting into. And that tone stays pretty consistent throughout the film. And I for, so I forgive a lot because I'm changing the lens in which I'm of which I'm watching this film in. And that goes a long way. However, I do think because the suit doesn't work, a lot of all the what's supposed to be funny stuff with Manila doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like it works in theory, but because of that butt ass ugly design, it, it just doesn't. And so yeah, I'm I'm sticking with my seven. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 right there with you as a seven. I am docking at points because as much as I like the designs on Kamakuras and Kumanga. They they don't have the the puppetry down. I think for those kind of characters, he was a little floaty, a little floppy. There there are it's some cool moments that, that that moment where like he I guess he mesmerizes Godzilla and then stabs in the face. <laughs> yeah, oh, we didn't talk about the they had a, a prop for Kamunga's claw, which is used in a couple scenes pretty well. I like that there is some more interaction between kaiju and and people, but yeah, very colorful sets, good miniatures. But docking at some points for that soundtrack, that pseudomation, and th- there is definitely a scene in that first fight where you can see above the studio backdrop and you just see some like lights and and, and dark studio ceiling. <laughs> it's like half a second, so you know, blink and you miss it. But it's, it's so funny that stuff like that made it through. J- June Fukuda did great with the budget that he had. And I think it's used well. They shot on location in Guam too. A couple outdoor scenes looking looking very good. But yeah, it looks great. Yeah, still seven out of ten. And leading into our evocative nature, I'm actually giving it more points Same. because it's very evocative. I think of the Showa Godzilla series. If you, if you talk about the movies that came out of the sixties with him. I think people would go to a versus Mothra Astro Monster, but this is probably the third up there as far as like people remember that that kid and is also the most like some of these later 60s films. Very kid friendly. Yet another the reiteration of the tropical island setting. And as we'll see in a lot of the other movies before the championship, well, into the championship series, multiple enemies multiple bad guys taking on Godzilla. So, yeah, this this place it holds a special place in, in kaiju history. Did what Son of King Kong or Son of Kong couldn't do in 1933 really bring this child to the forefront. You could see him some more. So, I gave it I gave it an 8 out of 10 for that. I think they actually had their thumb on the pulse. Yeah, I mean, again, everything except the the, the suit works. And mm-hmm. this is a character that has a large presence in kaiju history. And this is his first movie. This, I, I agree with you. This kind of sets the tone for a lot of what we're going to see in the future for this character. And no matter how you feel about, about, about the film itself, that, that cultural touchstone, you can't argue with that. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm giving it an eight because 
while I do feel it's important, it's not the most important. And, and the character certainly has a very important or will have an important presence in later series for Godzilla. But in, in, in the Showa era, he still is mostly kind of a comedic sidekick who mm-hmm. is just there. So I, I give it credit, but uh, to a degree. And so I, I'm, I'm with, I'm eight out of 10 for, for. Now, did you change any of your scores or did we, yeah. once again, you, you did? Because they... I, I, cha- I, I initially was sevens across the board. Oh. But I, after talking about it more, I'm like, yeah, no, it's, it's an eight. I was about to say, this is one of the, we've done it a couple times now, the exact same score from both of us. And we, we don't usually confer with one another before we start recording so no uh, sometimes you'll 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 ask me the score for one of my movies and i'll i'll give you a tentative answer but I, but it's always like this depends on the conversation we have because there have been many times where i'm like yeah i'm gonna change my score yep so sevens from both of us means it's a seven in total for us both the last time a godzilla movie got sevens was indeed godzilla raids again and did king kong get an eight versus king kong Yes, because if, if I think it did, it's your fault. I think what I had mind? a high eight, a higher eight on <laughs> yeah, that, or monster. some some points, and I think you were like maybe a higher seven, like a seven point three, like we had today. So I think I think that's probably no, I'm, I'm, pretty I'm, good. I'm perfectly happy with this being seven out of ten. It seems like where it is. I I don't know if this is going to be the worst of the sixty Godzilla movies. We shall see. We have a couple more to go. But yeah, that's that's our score. That's the Kaiju versus history score. And like I said, part of that is personal enjoyment. Part of that is where it kind of stacks up to other movies in the the time period, both in its technical and its evocative aspects. But I'm excited. Uh, seven out of ten is not not too bad. No, like I, said, I mean it's the same thing with uh, Raids again. I don't know if I'm going to go back and, and really enjoy Raids again very often. This it's it's one that like if it comes on, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Like, I mean, the thing is, like, and that's the interesting thing about it is because of that Saturday morning cartoon nature of it, that kind of Hanna-Barbera quality <laughs> of it, yeah. which is it's ironic because that's who ended up doing the Godzilla cartoon uh, down the road. Maybe, maybe I like this monster a little bit more than Godzuki, but I don't know. They're, I liked Godzuki. They're so, I mean, I'm, the I'm, I'm fine with Godzuki, but this is a this is a perfectly watchable movie, and that's the that's one thing I do have to give it credit for. No matter how I feel about the design, this is a perfectly watchable film. Mm-hmm. And if it comes on, there's enough to like entertain and enjoy. So, I mean, it's why they gave it a seven out of ten. Like, yeah, we were harsh on that design, but this is a perfectly serviceable kaiju film. Like, if someone watches it or if someone says like they love Son of Godzilla, I get it. I absolutely get it, and I, I think that nature. Is something they tried to follow for a little bit. Certainly, through the rest of the '60s, you have that aspect because I know Ishiro Honda wanted to make like movies for children. I mean, mm-hmm. very much so because the movie that we're going to cover in, in a few weeks, maybe a month or two, is probably one of the least liked Godzilla movies in the history of the franchise, and I think it's his personal favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm interested to give that a another All Monsters Attack another view because i don't think i've seen it in like it's, forever it's been a a long time and the reason i used to dock it was because i was you know manila <laughs> no i was a i was a little punk you know 18 year old 20 year old who was like oh this is a clip show i don't mm-hmm. <laughs> and i mean because it is but 
that doesn't mean it's bad. And I'm really excited to like rewatch that in, I think it's like around Christmas time. So we're going to watch that. So yeah, yeah. happy holidays to me. People will be in the mood then. Right. So that, that's going to do it for, for this week's episode. Check out our letterbox, Kaiju versus history on letterbox to see all of our scores, see if you agree with them and see if you have your, your next pick for what you want to watch when you're getting a hankering for a Kaiju flick. Perhaps you've not seen before. You can talk to us on Twitter at Kaiju versus history or email us Kaiju versus history at gmail.com. Thank you, Miles, for, for watching another Godzilla movie with me. Tell me. Ask me twice. <laughs> what, what are we doing next time? All right, everyone. So we're going to catch you next week when we get in legal trouble with Toho in trying to release a Godzilla knockoff on the small screen. Womp womp. That's right. Next time, tune in for History versus Aegon Atomic Dragon.